Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. Okay, welcome back. And of course, uh, we're heading towards a uh, election cycle. We're all kind of scratching our head. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Well, there has been a name popped up quite often, and some people kind of laughed it off. Other people have taken it seriously, and that's former First Lady Michelle Obama. Is she potentially a candidate? I am really delighted and honored to have with us today Joel Gilbert, author of Michelle Obama 2024, Her Real Life Story and Plan for Power. There's a picture of the cover of, uh, of uh, Joel's book there on the screen for those watching on the Dove TV network. And the website is michelleobama24.com. That's the website, michelleobama24.com. And the book is uh, Michelle Obama 2024, Her Real Life Story and Plan for Power. Joel, good to see you. Thanks for your time. How are you? Hey, great to be back and uh, love your show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm scratching my head. Is this, is this for real? <laughs> uh, I think so. Look, uh, this is a film as well, by the way. It's a book and a film. And... Uh, I've been following the Obamas for years, and I noticed starting right after Trump got out of office, uh, and even when he was in office, Michelle was following the exact same formula to run for president than Barack Obama did. She's kind of copying her husband. Barack was the keynote speaker for John Kerry, introduced the candidate at the, 20, at the 2004 Democrat convention. Michelle was the keynote speaker who introduced Joe Biden at their 2020 convention. Barack wrote two autobiographies, The Dreams from My Father and The Audacity of Hope. Michelle wrote two autobiographies, Becoming and The Light We Carry, that are both on Netflix as, as uh, movie specials. And of course, uh, Barack had a voter registration organization in Chicago called Project Vote. And Michelle started a voter registration organization called When We All Vote. So I see her really copying Barack's path to the White House, maintaining a very high profile and uh, working the constituent groups of women and minorities very heavily for the past several years. So I don't think Biden is going to run in 2024. No one does. Uh, I expect that November will be a critical month this year because I expect by that time Biden will drop out and say, well, it's a health problem or the House is impeaching him. And that's the time Michelle Obama will come in because they have a deadline of December 23rd. You have to submit signatures to get on the Democrat primary ballots. So I think it's a very viable option for the Democrats. Michelle is the most popular woman in America, if not the world. She's had 15 years of all positive publicity. And the Democrats just love the Obamas more than anything else. Okay. Um, one little missing link here. She's not a U.S. senator. Well, that doesn't matter. Michelle will say that she's got eight years of experience in the White House. She'll say she's met hundreds of world leaders and traveled the world. Uh, she can talk about all the programs she ran in the White House. So, look, Donald Trump didn't have any uh, experience with politics, and right. Michelle can say she has a lot more experience. So I think she can make the argument, and she's absolutely the best-loved Democrat and uh the Democrats, more than anything else, I think they don't want Joe Biden. So the question is, where do they turn to next? And I think Michelle has very carefully set herself up to be the nominee. So, excuse me, if I hear you correctly, so uh, the president announces he's not going to run, but he stays in office. They just kind of keep him propped up. She announces she is going to run. And that pretty much uh, wipes out Newsom. 
Yeah, I think the uh, Democrat Party has really leaned toward ethnic and minority candidates for the past several years. They appointed mm-hmm. and have, uh, you know, a black speaker of the House, a uh, uh, black uh, UN ambassador, uh, joint, head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. They're really going toward women, minorities, uh, and uh, a non-white, even non-Christian candidates. That's their, their goal. Uh, so Michelle pretty much checks all the boxes. And the Democrat Party has pretty much set it up for Michelle. They moved the first primary out of Iowa, where Michelle would have had to campaign in 100 counties, to South Carolina is now their first primary, where 50% of the African of the electorate are African Americans for the Democrat Party uh, primary. Also, Michelle claims South Carolina as her adopted home state because her grandparents came to Chicago from South Carolina, and she used to go to family reunions growing up in South Carolina. And the Democrats put their national convention in all places. They put it in uh, Chicago, Michelle's hometown. So I think it's really set up for Michelle, and, and she's positioned herself to be the nominee. I think Gavin Newsom is probably angling really more for a, uh, a vice presidential slot He's very unrelatable. He's kind of a, a snarky, uh, kind of younger Joe Biden type who's very hard to relate to, has a terrible record here in California. What is it about her in writing the book that we don't know that alarmed you? Well, uh, the main thing is Michelle has been promoting a phony background. Her background story is just as fabricated as Barack. Barack based his candidacy on his personal story, and Michelle's trying to do the same thing with her autobiographies in which she claims that she suffered from being held back in life because of her skin color. She falsely claims that she, uh, you know, suffered discrimination growing up. And that's an effort to make uh, minorities and ordinary black folks think, well, I'm just one of you. I'm just another one of you. She falsely claims she's from the south side of Chicago as part of that narrative. In fact, she's from South Shore, which is an upper middle class community on Lake Michigan. That's where Jesse Jackson's always lived. He never said he was from the South Side. But Michelle wants to create that romanticism. I overcame being on the South Side. Uh, Michelle was uh, had a terrible history with the black community in Chicago. When she was a kid, they would beat her up and accuse her of acting white and talking white. They called her an Oreo. She writes about getting in fistfights with a girl that called her an Oreo, meaning you're black on the outside, but you're really a white girl on the inside. And Michelle and her brother fled and ran away from the black community for schooling. Uh, They could have gone to South Shore High School, a block from their home, very nice school. The problem was it was all black. So they went to study with whites. Her brother went to an expensive Catholic school uh, far away. Michelle went an hour and a half away to Whitney Young Magnet School. So Michelle has no experiences with the black community growing up at all. And then when she got jobs in Chicago, after studying again with the white majorities at uh, Princeton and Harvard, she uh, got jobs working for the mayor of Chicago, where she was assistant planning commissioner, and she was part of the effort to make 20,000 black people homeless. She knocked down the projects at Cabrini Green because it was in a, a select area where the Democrat donors like Tony Resco wanted the land uh, near downtown Chicago. So Michelle told the black folks that she made homeless, this is going to be good for you. Then having proven how callous she was, Michelle was hired by the University of Chicago Medical Center to deal with their problem with the Southside black community. They were using their emergency room. A lot of them didn't have insurance. So Michelle's job was to kick them out of the emergency room and put them in these vans and dump them in these crappy clinics 
on the south side of Chicago. So Michelle got paid millions of dollars by rich, white, liberal elites to deal with their problems with black people. They couldn't hire a white person to kick blacks out of their home or to kick them out of the emergency room. So Michelle has a terrible history of exploiting and abusing the black community in Chicago. So in her in her narrative, she makes up these phony stories that, oh, I'm just kind of one of you and everybody discriminated against me. Couldn't be further from the truth. Michelle is the one that ran away and fled the black community and exploited them to make a lot of money. So this, uh, what I come out with in the film and the book shows that Michelle uh, is not who she says she is. And black voters are no fools. If they understood that Michelle was someone that exploited them and not one of them, I think they would not support her politically. Those are, that's big stuff. Um, I, I would imagine that's readily available. And do you think it, if she does run, that these are issues that will pop up? I think they can and should pop up. I mean, the media is totally on her side. She's had 15 years of all positive publicity, you know, mm. uh, hundreds of magazine covers, talk shows. Uh, but if I was Donald Trump, I would, you know, watch my film and book. By the way, you can watch, you can live stream the film on SalemNow.com. And the book is on Amazon.com. But I, if I was Donald Trump right now, I would start saying things like, Michelle Obama, are you going to apologize for what you did to the black community in Chicago? And Michelle, are you going to tell us how many millions of dollars did you make refusing access to black people at the University of Chicago Medical Center? And say, Michelle, why did they call you an Oreo growing up? This would certainly open the discussion that I think uh, minority voters would start to pay attention and say, well, wait a minute, maybe this this story Michelle is trying to sell us is not true. So you're suggesting here that the former president immediately put her on the defense. <laughs> I think so. I think yeah. uh, no one believes that Joe Biden is running. He can barely walk across the stage, put two sentences together. He's got serious problems with bribery allegations. No one thinks he's running. Pretty much people think he's a placeholder and don't know what's going to happen. That's why I think he's going to kind of get through the summer here and with that December 23rd deadline of the primary signatures being due, I'm thinking November is going to be the critical month where uh, Biden will drop out for any number of reasons. Could be his health, could be being impeached, it could be anything. And he'll say, well, I'm just going to hand it over. And Michelle is the only candidate that has universal support. She can raise $100 million in one week and get all the signatures she needs in one week. So I think it's all set up for her. Um, some might think that she would be uh, her husband uh, 4.0, well, 3.0, because 2.0 is now in the White House and she'd be 3.0. Is that legitimate? I think so. Look, Michelle really never has had any original ideas. If you look at her Twitter account, she's just kind of repeating whatever the Democrat Party lines are. Even when she introduced Joe Biden at the 2020 convention, she said, the protests that we had last summer were mostly peaceful. You know, she just says whatever is going on. So I think she absolutely would be another clone of this radical progressive Democrat agenda, but from someone who's very popular and the Democrats and the media will use race uh, as they love to do to freeze out their opponents. If you oppose socialism, if you oppose, uh, you know, shredding the Constitution, well, you must be ra racist because the president, Michelle Obama, is black. That's kind of the the way they like to operate. All right. Can I hold you over? Sure. Okay, let me take a quick break. Let me say to our viewers and listeners, check out Joel's uh, book called uh, uh, Michelle Obama 2024, Her Real Life Story and Plan for Power. Check out the movie as well and uh, SalemNow.org. And the website is MichelleObama24.com. We'll be right back.
We'll be back to this week's interview in just a few seconds. In the meantime, we want to let you know that you can watch this interview, plus many more exclusive interviews that happen this week on the Dove's daily TV and radio show by visiting our website, thedove.us. And while you're there, sign up for our free daily devotional, The Word for You Today. Three months of daily readings that will connect you with God's Word. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, what an honor to have back with us Joel Gilbert, the author of Michelle Obama 2024, Her Real Life Story and Plan for Power. Again, a picture of the cover of the book there. Check out the film, SalemNow.org, or you can go to uh, MichelleObama24.com. Gosh, this is fascinating, Joel. You know, um, you have brought to light here some things that have to seriously be considered. Um, yeah. Thank you. But she has said on a couple occasions... I may have this wrong, so you correct me if I'm wrong. I hate America. I hate politics. Well, the I hate politics thing is pretty interesting. You might remember back in 2008, Michelle was giving some very, you know, full of stadium, stadium filled people giving these nasty speeches every night around the country on her own, uh, criticizing the United States. She would say, you can't pay your mortgage in America. You can't afford child care. Don't get sick in this country. And she kind of went over the top one time and said, uh, for the first time in my life, I'm proud of my country because Barack won a primary. Oh. Now, she said a lot na more nasty things than that, but the media picked up on that, and uh, she got so much negative publicity, the Obama campaign told her, said, look, people are going to hate you like they hate Hillary, and we could lose the campaign now that people are paying attention to all the nasty things you're saying. And so she decided to take a step back. She got a speechwriter, and she said, okay, I hate politics, and uh, I just want to be the mom in chief. So she kind of took a step back uh, from the limelight as this negative person. And she's kind of maintained that for years. But in reality, Michelle loves politics. She's a better politician than Barack. She's a better speaker. She comes across more authentic. And uh, she's been politicking her whole, whole life. Her father was a precinct captain. Her father was a politician in Chicago. Michelle grew up in Jesse Jackson's house because she was best friends with his daughter Santita in high school when Jackson was running for president. Michelle was always serving on the student council of wherever school she was in, and she supported Barack's campaign. She was the campaign treasurer. Uh, so she's a very political person. She's kind of like a political animal. And I traced, by the way, a lot of her ideology has to do with being radicalized in Chicago by Bernadine Dorn. Bernadine Dorn is the wife of Bill Ayers, who was Obama's buddy, and they were the heads of the Weather Underground in the late 60s. And uh, these were domestic terrorists. But Michelle became friends with Bernadine Dorn when she worked with her at the Sidley and Austin law firm in Chicago for two years. So much so that Michelle word for word quoted Bernadine Dorn. People didn't know that. Michelle talks about the politics of fear. It's a straight, direct speech from Bernadine Dorn. You can see it in the film where I go back and forth. And Michelle talks about this ideology of the weather underground where we're all afraid of each other. Blacks, whites, Jews, Christians, we're afraid of the Russians, and all of our policy is based on fear. And that's exactly what Michelle said word for word. So I discovered in my research that Michelle and Barack Obama used to have dinner with Bernadine Dorn and Bill Ayers every week for years in the 90s. We're very close to them. So I really traced the radicalization of Michelle to these domestic terrorists from the 60s. 
But Michelle pretended to no longer be involved in politics or not to be interested. Uh, when she introduced Joe Biden in 2020 at the convention, she said three sentences that I said, ooh, that's what she's going to say when she announces that she's running for president. When she introduced Joe Biden, she said, you know, I hate politics, but I love this nation and I love your children. And I think that's what we're going to hear from Michelle when she announces for president. Um, so what would be her platform? I mean, the only thing it could possibly be is the continued argument of social justice. I mean, could she possibly be a player on the international stage and be taken seriously? Yeah, well, Michelle will just continue these same policies uh, from Barack Obama that you see reflected in the Biden administration. Uh, I think Michelle very much wants to fit in. She's talked about on her book tour something she had called imposter syndrome. And this is a, uh, a feeling that people get that they don't belong wherever, they, wherever they're located. Uh, and that Michelle picked that up in childhood because her parents illegally enrolled her at a gifted elementary school because they pulled her out of a, of a school that had a lot of kids from the projects. Uh, Michelle got to Princeton on affirmative action and because her brother was a, a basketball star. So wherever Michelle has been, she knows that she had got these jobs that were kind of created for her in Chicago and uh, in education, not because she earned it, but because they needed someone like her to take that position. So Michelle wants to fit in, and I think she will make a big attempt if she becomes president to fit in with the, the globalist elite and to fill out to, to achieve that agenda to show that she belongs in this group. That's where she comes from psychologically, and I think that's what's driving her to seek higher and higher office, and I think the presidency, because she wants to prove that she can do something. Um, so do you really think... Newsom could be a running mate or could he be too big of a liability? I mean, she's cleaner than he is. So what's the deal? Well, uh, the vice president, uh, really, vice presidential nominee really has very little influence on p who people vote for. I think uh, Gavin Newsom would be a good uh, vice presidential nominee for Michelle Obama because he has executive experience, similar to what Donald Trump did. He needed Mike Pence because Mike had executive experience as a governor and Trump didn't have any. So I think that would probably be a good match. Um, does, does she beat Trump? Look, she's going to have the entire media on her side. Uh, Michelle achieves for the Democrats the word plausibility. If uh, Joe Biden, they say he's leading in all the swing state polls or Kamala is leading in all the polls, no one believes it. If they say Joe Biden won on election night by 3%, nobody believes it. With Michelle Obama, when she's on the top of the ticket, uh, and they say she won, we're all going to say, well, I guess she's so popular, I believe it. She brings the plausibility factor mm -hmm. so that when they, you know, come out with all these uh, states with these mail-in ballots and drop boxes, and they have these incredible, ridiculous vote turnout, you'd kind of believe it this time instead of not believing it. Wow. Wow. Um... Where does the former president go with all of this? I mean, where does, does he, he becomes the first gentleman? I mean, what's he do? Yeah, I think uh, in, a, in a Michelle Obama campaign, I don't think Barack would have a, a large role. I think it's because Michelle Obama is this personality that's larger than life on her own, and she doesn't want to be seen as just the, the former president's uh, wife. So I think he'll take a step back. Michelle is already preparing her brother, Craig, who's a, a longtime basketball coach, I think, to take a lead. Uh, her brother, Craig, sued the 
the school board where his son goes to school, I think it's in Wisconsin somewhere, uh, somewhere like that, for racial discrimination, you know. Uh, so she's already kind of preparing her brother Craig to take a major role. I don't see Barack taking a role in, in the campaign. And I think in the White House, he would, uh, yeah, he'd be first gentleman and he would probably try to stay in the background and let Michelle, uh, you know, be in the lead along with the all the Democratic Party wokesters. Okay, so let's step up to 30,000 feet for a moment and look down on this, because at the end of the day, uh, we could be in a very serious economic um, condition in this country. And we're going to elect a socialist to get us out. I say a socialist, a person who is, uh, who's basically a social justice agenda person to get us out of a mess that their philosophy got us into. Well, they don't really recognize, socialists don't recognize the economic messes they create. They just have an ideology they pursue. And like we hear Biden talking about today, he says, hey, it's Bidenomics, it's working, it's working great. Everybody knows that's not true. But socialists tend to run the economy into the ground uh, like they did in Cuba. And they say it's all about the revolution and all this other stuff will work itself out. That's kind of the ideology. And that's why they need a state police they need a police state to force people to work, to force people to do things they wouldn't normally do to support the socialist experiment, because socialism doesn't work economically. And that's why they have to fix elections and and uh, control the economy with this never ending hope that it'll fix itself one day. And it never does. It eventually collapses. No, I understand that, Joe. I really do. But I guess my point is that there's now a pushback. There is an awakening. There is a movement in this country against the nonsense. And at the end of the day, we can't afford this. We can't afford this. And, and she may be um, the media's, you know, golden person, uh, but she, she has got nothing to say to get us out of the mess. And I'm just they're wondering. Not looking to, you're, they're not looking to get us out of the mess. They sent 150 billion to Ukraine. They spent five trillion on a climate bill called the Anti-Inflation Act. They're already doing it. They're already driving the economy into the ground. The fact that you recognize that it's it's a failure doesn't mean that we can get out of it. It just means that they're going to pass more legislation, raise taxes. They're doubling the size of the IRS. They're going to print more money. And this can go on for years, despite the population realizing that what they're doing is, is deeply flawed. So even though the population is recognizing this system that they're propagating is deeply flawed, you don't think that's a motivation to vote against her? I think it is a motivation to vote against her. The obstacles are that she's going to have 100 percent support of the media. Mm -hmm. Anyone who disagrees with her will be a racist. Uh, yeah. Claim that you, well, you must be racist. Uh, all the big tech companies are going to censor and push things out. And you've got states like California, where every single person in the state who ever registered in the last 50 years is going to get a ballot in the mail. Here in San Fernando Valley, there's millions of apartments that people have moved multiple times, and they're going to be filled with these ballots, and there's drop boxes all over the place. And I think the Democrats are very adept at collecting unclaimed ballots or ballots back from the post office that went to a vacant lot and no one lives there. So now it comes back to the post office. Well, what happens to those ballots? So uh, we have very serious problems with voter uh, fraud in this country in multiple states. And all they have to do is control about five swing states or literally five counties in five swing states to affect an election. And the courts won't look at it. We know from 2020, the courts won't look at it. Uh, the, le the legislators can't do anything about it. So uh, I think we're in a you know, very dire 
situation when it comes to election integrity. And uh, but Michelle Obama solves those problems because she looks so uh, plausible. If she wins, you're not pretty much not going to question it. You'll say, well, yeah, she's so popular. That's why she won. This is really interesting. So uh, I'm also hearing you say that the Democrats have pretty much decided that Joe's not going to be the person. She's going to be the person. And they're going to try to manage this up before December so she can announce and then let him be more than a lame duck for a year. Yeah, they don't have a problem with Joe Biden being a lame duck for a year. I don't think they want Kamala to take over. Uh, but uh, I think that's uh, laid it out very well in my film and my book. And I think I, I, I showed you that uh, Michelle is not who she says she is. Mm -hmm. She spent her career exploiting the black community. She was afraid of black people growing up. They would beat her up. And she got her revenge on them as a professional when she kicked them out of their emergency room, knocked down their homes. And she wants to pretend and manipulate minorities now with this phony story that I'm just kind of one of you and I was discriminated against. It's not true at all. But I think it's all set up. As I mentioned earlier, South Carolina is the first uh, primary state. Michelle can wrap it up right there. And uh, the DNC is in Chicago. You're going to have a you know hometown girl convention in Chicago to anoint Michelle, who is the best loved Democrat. She's their favorite. And they'll let Biden hang on for one more year. I, I don't think there's a problem with that. Yeah. This is fascinating. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. Where can they get the book and the movie again? SalemNow.com. You can live stream the movie. Watch it right now on SalemNow.com or the book and DVD on Amazon.com. All right. And the website is MichelleObama24.com. Joel, you're fascinating. Can we get you back? Anytime. Thank you. Thank you, bud. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.